Podcast. In conversation with musicians from the UK jazz scene. And now your hosts, Rob Cope and Dan Farrant. Dan. Hello. Hey, Rob. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, good. How's the sound? I'm out and about. So. Yeah, it sounds good. It's okay. It's okay. Should we get to work? Absolutely. Hello and welcome to the Jazz Podcast. Today is episode 83 or 84 or 85. I am we lost host. track. Is that is that what's going on there? Yeah. And I could We're look it counting. up, but it's much faster. To, oh, yeah. All right. You know what? Let's start again. That was no, horrible. no, it's good. Carry on. It's fine. Okay. So... <laughs> I'm your host, Rob Cope, and today with me, as always, is Dan Farrant to referee the magic. So where are you, Dan? What's going on? I'm in uh, Guildford. Oh, cool. Doing a bit of, um, well, catching up on admin and then off to do some Christmas shopping and have Christmas lunch. Oh, lovely. Yeah, how about you? Yeah, I'm just at home. Just um, the old teaching is winding down. So, oh, yeah? Yeah, it's good. It's good. Got some time to make a podcast. Oh, yeah. Always good, always mm. good thing. So, tell me about this Christmas shopping. How much have you got to do? Oh, not much more. Just got to get a few stocking fillers. Nice. You know, kind of the small bits. Yeah. Done all the big ones. How about you? Are you finished? We are. We've got one present left to buy for someone who we forgot to get one for. Um, Is that so, me? Oh, no. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, Dan, oh, in the news this week um we're gonna talk about oh wait i've lost it there's a tribute gig to an old friend of mine john heisman who was um the drummer in the band coliseum i think they were pretty big time before we were born right um but temple music have announced a tribute to john heisman um as a concert on the 2nd of february in aid of a cure to parkinson's disease um but yeah, it's featuring the stars of Colossus, Barbara Thompson's Paraphernalia, musicians from the National, well, National Youth Jazz Orchestra, and um, special guests. Um, it's at the Shepherd's... It's Rob Cope's special guest. Um, you would think so. Um, you'd, you'd think so, wouldn't you? You'd you hope would, so. You would. Um, just still, you know, waiting for the old phone to ring any day now. Um, um, the gig is on the 2nd of February at the Shepherd's Bush Great. Empire. So, um, there's also a great John, a book about John called, um, it's called playing the band. Um, nice. don't play the drums, play the band. Mm. So Dan, it's like, today. It's like Steve Jobs. <laughs> How's that like Steve Jobs? Well, didn't he say like, he, he doesn't, he plays the orchestra. He oh, I see. Yeah. Like, you know doesn't play an in individual instrument, but he just plays, organises it. Nice. Play nice. The, plays the orchestra. Anyway, um, what have we got on today? Yes, good question. Michael D'Souza, guitar extraordinaire, has just um, released his first EP. So we're going to preview it, um, play some tracks, have a talk. Great. It's going to be cosy. This is also, it's our Christmas show. Christmas show. In terms of the, right it's now. just, yeah, we probably could have done. Um, so Mike D'Souza's um, 
EP is out and it's available on Bandcamp. It's called Road Fork. Shall we Road have a talk? Fork. Yeah. Michael D'Souza, welcome to the Jazz Podcast. Thank you very much. Very happy to be here. Mm, we're very happy to have you to preview this glorious new EP that you have. Is it released? It is now released, yeah. It was released on the 6th of December. Um, and we did a, a launch at the Vortex, um, which went very well. Oh, lovely. Um, yeah. So it's all out in the all out in the public domain now. Sweet. Looking forward to I'm looking forward to other people experiencing it. How many um, how many tracks is on the EP? So it's it's only three tracks, but they're jazz tracks, so they, they they're on the long side of what is normal, I guess. Right. Well, I don't know really. I mean, they're like kind of the first track's about seven minutes, which isn't particularly long, but um, yeah. So okay, cool. Yeah, that sort of length. Sweet. Um, the whole thing is, is 20 minutes-ish. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So tell us about yourself quickly, because it would help for us all to understand. Myself? What on earth. Sorry, yeah. you, you uh, broke up for a second there. So <laughs> I, it's, it's a tell me about elf quickly. Which I was like, <laughs> it is, is that, that time of year. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Tell me about elves quickly, yeah. Um, myself, I mean, I'm a... I'm a human being. I live in Walthamstow and I am a jazz guitarist. Um, what else is there to know? Yeah, as, as we said, I've just recorded and released um, a three-track EP of my own music with um, the wonderful talents of QB Williams on bass and Jay Davis on drums. And this and, is... What else is yeah. it going to... Sorry, I just a question. Oh yeah, it's called Road Fork, and it's available now. Yes, it is available now. Yeah, where can you Road buy Fork. it? Um, you can buy it on Bandcamp. So I believe that um the actual address that you have to go to is MikeDeSouzaTrio dot Bandcamp dot com. Yes, and that should take you uh to the page where you can buy it. It's also available on iTunes and I think like Amazon and all all the other kind of places, digital places. Yeah. And on Bandcamp, if you want to get the, the um, physical CD, you can you can press a button with the appropriate text on it um, that means that you will 
order the physical CD and I will send it to you personally. Oh, sweet. Via, via postage. And, um, and you can also listen to it on Spotify, but I prefer you bought it, but you can do what you want. You're, you're up to you as a consumer. I like that, yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather you, whoever's listening to this, just listen to it and hopefully enjoyed it. Okay. But, so where did you record it? It was recorded at Giant Wafer Studios in Wales. I can't remember. I've been there quite a few times. I just can't remember how how to pronounce the part of Wales it's in. Um, <laughs> Could leave, leave it as a mystery. Leave it as a mystery, but it's you know a place I've gone to quite a few times. We recorded both Big Bad Wolf albums there. So we got we recorded with Big Bad Wolf just to not to go into that too much, but yeah. we recorded Pond Life there in 2016 i believe amazing and we just recorded a new album there which is going to release next year at some point oh brilliant and uh so this ep is actually um it's three tracks um the three tracks that i've taken from that recording session but there's also a bunch of other tracks that i'm going to release next year as well yeah um so i'm kind of planning a um an album launch tour um, and an album launch and an album release, etc., for autumn next year, and uh, that's going to have a lot more music on it. So um, I kind of wanted to put something out there because I haven't really. Uh, this is the first thing I've released under my own name, so okay. I kind of wanted to put put something out there to um, just get people listening to what I'm doing, really. Yeah. And um, but yeah. So is that the driving yeah. force behind deciding to do an EP? Rather than well, um, go straight in, I guess, with a full-length album. Yeah, I, we did the recording session and ended up with more music than it would have been a really long album, potentially, um, you know, too long an album. I think, I don't know, personally, I think albums, if they go on for longer than an hour, I mean, there are exceptions, obviously, but like, it can, it, it, it's better to keep it, keep the listener wanting a bit more than it, for it to kind of drag on for too long. I agree. So I thought it would be better to, I thought it would be better to have maybe like a 45 minute album and then release an EP before, um, to kind of hopefully get people interested in what I'm doing Yeah. <laughs> or, the, or let people know that I'm actually doing some stuff. Um, and then to release an album later, which is what the plan is kind of on, on track for that at the moment. Is that the EP release and everything? Is it like a tried and trusted method to start with an EP and learn through um, doing that? Or are these just personal um, experiments, if you like? I mean, I guess for me it is a personal experiment, but I have observed it in nature. <laughs> in, <laughs> it is a thing I'm sure pe- many people have done before me. But um, I mean, yeah, it, it is... It is a thing, but I guess an unusual thing about what I'm doing is they're kind of going to be released in fairly quick succession. I mean, yeah. I've released this one in December, probably going to re- release the album in about October next year. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a fair gap, but I mean, usually people don't release two things within the space of 12 months. Yeah. Um, so this is maybe slightly unusual, but... Um, We'll see. If it's a massive failure, we, you know, for the record, it's not something that people should repeat in the future. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to take one for the team in that respect. Yeah. The team is in the, the community of jazz musicians mm. who will know about this. 
hopefully hopefully some other people as well yeah um, so i played road fork to start the show and now have left it six and a half minutes before mentioning that again um which is very uh classy um (laughs) (laughs) tell us about the tune or how you wrote it or anything in particular (laughs) yeah um just a second i've just got I've got a call coming through. I'm trying to figure out what is the right button to press to make it go away. <laughs> I hate that problem. <laughs> uh, hold and accept. Send to voicemail. Send to voicemail. Send them. Okay. Okay. That's that's done. You can oh, cut yes. that out, can't you? I could, um, but... You could, but it's also kind of charming, isn't it? It shows how busy you are. Can't even so do a I'm podcast very, without I'm very getting... popular guy. Exactly. Very popular. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, Road Fork. Um, yeah, Road Fork was a tune that I wrote. Um, the only, well, I think the first tune I ever wrote on a Fender Strat, a Fender Stratocaster. Right. And it's, um, I don't actually own a Fender Strat. It was, I was borrowing it from Rob Luft, actually. Or he, he just, he'd left it in my house and I was like, I'm going to play with this. <laughs> and it, I kind of, <laughs> I kind Hello. of, um, yeah, it was just a very, very inspiring sound. And the, um, I guess a thing about this trio, a thing that I've tried to consciously do with this trio is write music that um, really is composed at the guitar. It's guitar music in a, in a lot of ways. It's obviously jazz as well, but it's the way you're often taught to compose when you kind of go through the whole jazz education thing is not really not so much to explore the potential of your own instrument as a sound source or as a, um, uh, just a, a, um, an instrument to where you can create music on. Yeah. It's more, more you see, if you want to compose music, you go to the piano and you have harmony and melody and rhythm and you put those things together in your own unique way. Um, but I was, I wanted to do something that was specifically music that I discovered at the guitar that was uniquely, um, uniquely playable on the guitar. It's hard yeah. to explain, but there are a lot of the, the the sounds that I produce, particularly on the um, the track Road Fork, incorporate it's a lot of like open strings ringing into each other, kind of cascading melodies, um, and a lot of natural harmonics, and obviously like kind of quite a overdriven tone. That track actually Road Fork in the studio. Or actually, later I, I overdubbed a, um, a lot of the um, composition parts on an acoustic guitar as well. So you're hearing um, an overdriven guitar um, doubled up with an acoustic guitar, and also the overdriven signal is also um, split into one going. One amp is playing um, the kind of affected um, overdriven signal, and another one is going into um, a clean guitar. Uh, sorry, a clean amp. So you're kind of getting quite an interesting tone, I think. Yeah. And um, so the the, um, the the tone on that on that track is um, you're hearing you're hearing two amps on the guitar. One one has like a sound, one has a clean sound, and it's kind of just blended blended up two. You have the attack of the uh, clean sound, and then you have the much more compressed sound of the overdriven one. And it kind of gives a few, gives a nice, 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 unique sound. I think, hopefully, 
And it's a thing that's been done a lot of times, but okay. I mean, it's um it's not something that you hear all the time in in jazz trio music, I guess. Yeah. Um so the other bandmates, Jay Davies and um Hugh Davis. 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 Yeah. Jay Davis. <laughs> a lot of people make that mistake. A lot of people make that mistake. It just comes off my my mouth wants to say Davies. I can't I yeah, to, I think Davies yeah, is maybe a, a slightly more common surname. Mm. So it's slightly more, um, when people see that, they're like, ease, is Okay. They, they go, tend to go for the ease. Anyway, uh, sorry, carry on. <laughs> no, tell me about what made you choose those guys to play on your EP. Well, I guess I didn't first choose to play with them because I wanted to have them record on my EP. Um, I mean, Jay is a drummer that I um, I love his playing. He's a good friend of mine as well. So I've played with him in a lot of different situations. I feel very comfortable playing with him. And uh, he's, you know, I, I just really like what he what he brings. Really, um, it's very hard to think. How, how can, I, can I describe it in in deeper detail? He's he's a very good listener. Mm. And he's never, he's, he tries really hard and succeeds in serving the, the, the composition rather than, he's never trying to force something in for the sake of it. Right. I don't ever feel it's always, he's always shaping the bigger picture. And he's a very, um, very sympathetic drummer to play with. Yeah. Um, I never feel like I'm fighting against him. It always feels like we're kind of working together. It always feels like he's kind of like there behind me, like going, yeah, yeah, do it, do it, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> and just what you want. Someone like, do that, it. That, that's, that's, that's what you want. That's what you want. <laughs> do oh, it, do it now. Oh, and, uh, and I guess the thing I love about Hugh, I mean, there's many things I love about both of these guys, but um, Hugh's got such a unique sound on the double bass, I think. And a very unique way of playing it. It's, um, and it's, it's very different to, it's, it's very different to, I think I kind of, my sound is very different to his. And I, I like that kind of the direction that he pushes me in Yeah, as a player to have, um, him as an improvising force, which he is, he's like, he's a really, he, he really has a identity as an improviser, I think. And um, yeah, those, that's why I like to play with those guys because they kind of they both push me in various ways. When you and wrote push these... the music, it's not just about me, obviously. I mean, like, yeah, um, yeah. When you wrote these tunes, was it with those two in mind? Um, some of them, yeah. Okay. Road Fork is actually one. Um, actually, let me think. I think I'd written all of these tunes before I'd actually formed the band. But a lot of the music that's going to be on the album that comes out later um, next year is going to be music that I have thought or, or composed with this band in mind. Right, okay. Um, I think Road Fork, um, the first time Jay, Hugh and myself played together was on a sort of pickup gig at Oliver's. Um with Owen Dawson as well, actually. It was actually meant to be a big Bad Wolf gig, and it 
it didn't it, it i think rob wasn't available or something so we just kind of um got hugh involved and all brought some charts in and i brought in road fork and another tune called morning mind which is going to be on the album next year and we just had a really great time playing that tune in particular and it wasn't like i kicked out owen i mean i I was my idea was to get a trio together yes because i wanted to do some music that was very much about the guitar but obviously not not just about the guitar it's obviously a, a unit thing but um features the guitar quite heavily yeah and um yeah, I just really, we, we had a really great time playing, particularly that tune. And then I had, I got offered, because I I am quite involved in the E17 Jazz Collective. Yeah. Um, helping run that whole thing, which isn't doing anything right now. But um, I got, as 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 kind of um, recompense for um, giving up your time and for, for that thing, you end up getting a gig like once every so often at, at the, um, where, wherever the, the gigs are taking place at that yeah. time. So we had, um, I had, I got, I was offered a gig and I thought, what do I want to do? Do I want to just kind of get some people together and play some standards? I, I think I'd actually, I've been writing a lot of music. I'd like to put something together to do that. So I just thought of Jay. Jay was kind of the obvious option for me because he's just the drummer I like playing with really yeah. the most. And, um, and then I thought about Hugh, who I hadn't played with as much, but I remember really having um, a lot of fun playing Road Fork with him. And I, we, we just kind of got a load of music together and um, that I'd written, because I'd, I'd been writing a lot of stuff. And that's kind of how the band formed it, which I'd had a gig, and that was the um, the kind of kick up the butt I needed to actually get a band together, I think. Right. And so that happened, and then I just decided, okay, I'm going to, going to do something i'm going to record this music and i'm going to get some more gigs and you know try and do the do the whole thing okay when did that happen then that e17 gig that you just mentioned um just trying to get a timeline in my brain of how long yeah how long you've been working on this i was talking to someone about this yesterday like time is it's all a mush in my brain i've no like kind of landmarks yeah, like marking out when stuff happened. It's just like it was sometime in the past, definitely. <laughs> and that's all I can really say. Yeah. Um, when when was it? It was probably like a year and a half ago. It feels like that sort of amount of time. Maybe two years ago. I'm I'm not really sure. I'm sorry. No, I failed. I failed the interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a disaster. How did your interview yesterday go? Or maybe I shouldn't ask you on this. Did I interview anyway, someone yesterday? I thought you said you... Oh, no, I had I a you job had... interview. Yes, yes. Yeah. It was um, for a school inside Windsor Castle. So I kind of want it just because oh, wow. I know, just because that's really cool. Um, <laughs> but they haven't called me. and it. Uh, but last time I got a job, it actually took them eight days from the interview to, the, to then. I don't know if they'd maybe gone through all the other candidates by that point and everyone had said no. But, um, you know... You never know. All so. right. Well, fingers crossed. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. I kind of nervous about the mess it would make if that job were to come through. Because um, after what it would make sorry? the me- the mess it will make of my uh, rather delicately balanced timetable. Oh right. I'm okay. Scared. I'm scared. So anyway. Yeah. Um, but yes. So um, you did the improvised agenda music 
podcast last week. Yeah, slightly different order of those words. Improvised music agenda. Yes, thank you. I knew it wasn't coming out right. <laughs> the podcast improvisation music. <laughs> oh, that was that was that was too close to the actual correct one. It was it didn't work. <laughs> um, you know what I mean. <laughs> I certainly do. How did you enjoy doing that? That was good. That was good. Just had a friendly little chat with you. Very nice. This is and like mostly mostly about music. Okay, but sometimes not. Okay, um, yeah. that is like I want to call it like our sister podcast. Mm. Um, as opposed to your arch nemesis yeah exactly Um, (laughs) I've got plenty of those already Um. (laughs) yeah we're all Uh, in this together there's too few of us to be enemies (laughs) oh there is exactly so if you're not really um, if you want to check out more about your life well not you personally obviously but the listeners if they want to if they want to know more more, uh, that's not about the EP but more general um, you know the, the life and times of Mike D'Souza, then that's that's mm, where the adventures of, of Michael D'Souza. Oh, I love that the adventures. So in a minute, <laughs> I'm going to play Turtle Talk. I absolutely love this tune. Mm, thank um, you. It's a beauty. Before I press play on it, can you tell us? Um, tell there's a cool like. I don't want to sound like a doofus here, but the like the riff that's going on at the top of this mm. is. Um, it really appeals the to the way, yeah, the way my brain works. It just sounds really Ooh. cool. How would you come to this to write this tune? Are you talking the bit that um, the, the, the very beginning? Yes. Um, that I can't remember. Maybe that was the first bit I came up with. Yeah. Just I don't know that 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 little cell. It's it's just. Um, I mean, it's nothing genius, really. It's just, it's just like it's just three different arpeggios that share the, the the top two notes in common, right? And then the bottom two notes just keep going down in semitones. But it sounds cool. It, and it does. sounds particularly. I think a reason it sounds very rich is because they're just you know double tracking the guitar. It sounds very, um, especially coming out of um, "Leave It to Fate," which is kind of a, um, it's a lot much more bare track. Is in you're just hearing the trio play pretty much, yeah, and then you're hearing um, quite a rich sounding double track guitar playing this, um, you know, five eight ostinato type thing, and you kind of get a chorusy sound, which isn't actually a chorus effect, but it's just the sound of when it's the effect I think you get when you're hearing two guitars playing the same thing, and the, the phasing is slightly yeah going against each other, and um, yeah. What, what did you want to, what were you asking? Sorry. No, that was it. That was great. I was just okay. really curious. Yeah. Especially because I mean, that... like I play an instrument that's an acoustic one. So basically the guitars are constantly a source of fascination to me because you can make loads and loads and loads of different sounds. Yeah. Yeah. But it I mean... affects your brain as well. You know, the way you think about the way you've written this EP and the way you've used the guitar is really interesting because, um, um, well, because like you said, because you're not taught to kind of think about your the sound of your instrument as a source of inspiration, but that's what mm. you keep coming back to, which is really interesting. I think so. I mean, my thanks for thanks for for thinking that. But um, I guess, yeah, what you said is like the, the sound of the the instrument is the source of inspiration. It's not like I'm writing, I'm writing it so I'm playing it to write it, and I'm writing it to play it. It's, um, 
so when I write it, I I I know exactly what it's going to sound like when I perform it. Yeah. Whereas sometimes if you, if you're, you know, if you're an arranger, um, or a composer writing something for big band, um, and which is obviously people do an amazing job of that, and it requires a huge amount of skill and imagination. You have to imagine the sound of you know your trombone section. What is it? What's the, the the sound of a trombone section playing this voicing rather than a sax section playing this voicing? Yeah, and that takes a lot of imagination, which I have. Actually, I mean, I, it's not just I have respect for that. I mean, I've, I've done that, and I, I want to hopefully do that in the future. And, um, but this particular approach, it gives you something um, of actually writing at your instrument um, for your instrument means you, you discover things that are very hard to discover any other way. Um, so yeah, I, I hope that's what people kind of take when they listen to this music. Okay. And yeah. So Turtle if... Talk, by the way, the name yeah. came about on that first gig, that E17 jazz gig, when we were, I didn't have a name for this tune. And uh, we just went to get some food before the gig at a restaurant called Turtle Bay, um, which was okay. Nothing special. <laughs> Not, this, this is my review of it. It's all right. Um, and we were just trying to figure out what to call this tune. And, you know, if it's not already obvious, we were talking in Turtle Bay and decided to call it Turtle Talk because we have no, no other inspiration for what to call this tune. That's excellent. (laughs) (laughs) So before we go, tell us, is there any, is there any, um, opportunity coming up that people can come see you guys play? Um, not for the foreseeable future at the moment because i guess the, the the gig that was coming up um was just the, the the ep launch and i haven't got anything else in the diary now until um next year late next year i've, I've kind of been focusing on booking stuff for the album launch tour which is going to happen at some point so i've got you know booked in to play the les car in october oh great um, cool uh the Bradford one um, jazz at the Priestley at some point, I think in November and um, listen Cambridge. So I'm just kind of working on sorting out that tour at the moment. And I might get in another London gig at some point in the, in the meantime, because it's quite a lot of yeah. time between now and then, but um, I'm afraid I can't, can't give you a day. I, I would have loved to, to plug, plug a specific gig on, on this podcast, but I'm, I don't think I can. No, well, I'm going to put um, the link to your album in the comments so that it's easiest as possible to find. But um, congratulations on releasing such a beauty into the world. Oh, thank you very um, much. The cover's really cool, by the way. Before we get out, yeah, here, just <laughs> that's, um, <laughs> who that's, did that? that's artwork. That's artwork by Amy Brown, who is a, um, a dear friend of mine, who um, also did the artwork for Pond Life. Oh, cool! Big Bad Wolf album. So you can kind of see a, a stylistic consistency there. Oh, mate, that's that's and awesome. Yeah, yeah, she's great. Did an amazing job here. Really love it. Just a nice thing. I'm holding it in my hand right now. Yeah. Just I, I decided I'm going to have one on the table just so I don't forget what we're actually meant to be talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm holding it in my hand right now and just admiring the, the vivid colours. Yeah. And the three figures that yeah. represent. Hugh, myself, and Jay. It's sweet. Which one are you? I have to be in the middle, don't I? I suppose you do. Yeah. Also, I, I kind of feel that um, Hugh has got his... Also, the guy on the left, if you're looking at it, has his 
arm wrapped around something which could be a double bass that's exactly what i was thinking yeah and um the guy on the right is sitting at what could be a drum stool yep neither of us are really up to much we're just kind of like chilling just chilling out yeah but we're written ready to play so you take it out of the cd player sorry take it out of the cd case mm-hmm. stick it in the cd player and mm-hmm. then we may or may not start dancing that's incredible I'm the image. going to assume that you do. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sick. Well, thank you for coming on the Jazz Podcast. I'm going thank to... Thank you for having me. Um, ...press play right now on Turtle Talk. Great. Thanks for, thanks for having me on here. It's been a pleasure to talk. Oh, uh, yeah. Right, Dan, this is it for Christmas. Mm. Good oh, Lord. It's nearly 2019, brother. I know, and that will be um, the second birthday of the Jazz Podcast. Wow. I know. Wow. I know. What's 2019 got in store for us? What have we got to look forward to? Or to, to not look forward to? Right now, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Yep, just like all the other years. Um, something will happen. There'll be some great shows. There'll be some yep. mediocre shows. Um, well, I tell you what, there's a few things on the horizon that oh, I can yeah. think of. Oh, yeah. Well, there's uh, Rob Cope's album launch. Yes. Oh, my goodness, of course. What am I saying? The Rob Cope album launch. That's, that's something to look forward to in 2019. That's genuinely a thing. The other thing for me it's is a, the film. It's the film. Yeah, of course. Richard that's coming Tyler. out soon. Like We've got a date on those yet. Yeah, yeah it's event? being premiered. Um... <gasps> On the 9th of April in Leeds and then on the 11th See, that's not... of April in London. On the way, Rob. That's four months away. I'm excited. That's not long at all. I'm really excited. Mm. Um, so, um, wait, 11th of April in London, did you say? That's the one. I'm so, putting it in the diary. Actually, I encourage yes, everyone else to do that. To as well. It's invitation only. So, well, if, genuinely, if it's something you're really interested in coming along to, you um, yeah. get in touch and we'll talk. Um, yeah. Obviously, Dan, you're invited. You're going to be inundated with requests now. I would think so. Um, 
So, where is it going to be? Royal Academy of Music. Ah, uh, yes. And the Leeds one is at Leeds College. Great. Yeah, and then a few films in the diary to submit to as well. Cool. Which will be interesting. And then Look. that'll be it for me. Live a quiet life. Yeah. When's your album launch day? That's the oh, yeah. Gods of Apollo. Yeah, that's right. That's that's coming out at the Vortex. Um, I've got it in my diary somewhere. Uh, what what's going on here? Oh, I mean, how can it? Yeah, what is diary? what is hosting a jazz podcast for unless to self promote? You know, indeed. I think it's the twenty sixth of July that it's coming. Okay, out. a little bit after. Exactly. I got three months to reset my life and and then start. Yeah. Again, so. It's always a month. Uh, what day of the week is that? Friday night. Friday night. Friday night at the Vortex. It'll be huge. Cool. How about you? Be, it'll be out of this world. It will, quite literally. I'm going to try and decorate the Vortex with some weird space, you know, paraphernalia. Um, yeah. Martin Hummel's idea. And a, a nice. mighty fine one. Very nice. So what have you got going Mark on? Hamill's idea for a second. There. I was like, wow, that would be cool. Ah, that would be amazing. Yeah. Coimper, wouldn't it? Mark and I go way back. Yeah. Except he doesn't know about me or that we go way back. But I yet. Know. Not yet. What have you got in 2019? Is there anything? Oh, no. Not no. Such yeah. a weekly appearance we'll on see. the jazz podcast. Well, I mean, it's the only thing keeping me going at the moment, Rob. <laughs> Dan, on that note, it's time to end. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. As always. We will see be back. next year. Yeah. Awesome. We'll have a big jazz podcast birthday, 2nd of February. Is that when it is? Yeah. I renewed our, our domain name, so. Oh, you absolute legend. Well played, sir. I mean, yeah, we've been going at least two years now. Yeah. We're cruising. Grand. Awesome. Have a, bye. Farewell, lads. Farewell. <laughs>